0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Days away. We are just days away from college basketball postseason starting. Yes, we are going to get a college basketball postseason after doing without last year due to the pandemic. Welcome into the Illini Inquirer podcast. I'm Jeremy Warner, Illini Inquirer publisher. And today we're going to talk about the Illini basketball team that is racing into this postseason with all sorts of momentum. Illinois is winners of 11 of 12. They are projected number one overall seed, and most bracket experts say the Big Ten tournament and whatever happens there will not change that. Illinois is now the number three team in the country, passing up Michigan, not in the Big Ten standings, but in the AP poll this week. Michigan falls to number four after losing a couple games, one to Illinois and one to Michigan State. But Illinois is one of the hottest teams in the country, one of the best teams in the country, and now they're back to full strength. With Io after missing three games, all wins, by the way, with his teammates uh, stepping up in huge wins against Nebraska at Wisconsin and at Michigan. Io is back, and he looks fine. He looked absolutely Io DeSumo-ish, uh ish against Ohio State, helping close out another huge top 10 road victory and helping Illinois shut down the Buckeyes over the last three plus minutes of that game, going without a field goal, ending on a 9-0 run, of which Io DeSumo had six points. So Illinois enters, really the postseason is potentially a trendy pick to win a national championship. And I wanted to talk with somebody on the podcast that has a lot of postseason experience and what this is like. And I also wanted somebody who's had a a great pulse on this program, uh, both as a former player and as a former staff member uh, for Illinois basketball. And uh, one of the guys I've, I've gotten to know really, really well over the last decade or so doing radio, being around the program is Sean Harrington. Sean was a part of really, really good teams at Illinois the final year of Lon Kruger and most and all of the Bill Self era, including an Elite Eight run, another Sweet 16 run as well. And uh, then he coached under and was a staff member under Bruce Weber uh, for a few years here at Illinois as well. And He's a former ESPN college basketball analyst. He's done a lot of TV, and uh, he pays close attention, of course, to his alma mater. And I think you see it like his, he's a great Twitter follower as well at SM Harrington24. He gives a lot of great breakdowns of uh, you know the coaching, scouting reports leading into games. So definitely give him a follow and check into that. But I talked with Sean. About This Illinois basketball team, what makes it special, what he's seen out of them in the stretch run that could lead to success uh, in the postseason. But also we talk about the coaching uh, that's gone into this team as well as the motivational tactics that have gone into this team and why he thinks this team uh, is worthy of all the hype leading into the postseason. Had a fantastic conversation with Sean Harrington about all that, the Big Ten Tournament, the NCAA Tournament, and that's coming up next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into the Illini Choir podcast and happy to catch up with this guy. Talk about a heck of a basketball team and of course he was on several heck of basketball teams at Illinois. It's Sean Harrington, a former Illini great. And Sean, I'm I'm thinking about this team and this ride and it's just, it it's it's amazing that the team that was nine and five is now one of the hottest teams in the country. I think a trendy pick to potentially win a national title and playing as well uh, as anybody. As someone who's been on great teams who have played great at the end of the year, like what are you seeing with this team right now?
0: A lot of confidence. I think that's the biggest thing. Where this team probably lacked that, maybe even as early as the beginning of the year, but for sure in the last couple of years. And now these guys believe that they can win. And when you believe you can win, you're going to pull out some victories. And then obviously you got IO who you have all the confidence in the world. And I was very fortunate to play, uh, you know, with a couple of really dynamic players as well. And, you know, obviously Frank Williams played, uh, you know, three years with him. And you just knew that he was going to find a way to win a ball game for you. And it made everybody else more confident. So I see that in this group that, Hey, if we can get it to the end, we're going to have IO there. He's going to close it out for us. And, uh, you know, guys play with a lot of confidence that way uh, and knowing that you've got a closer uh, and then you start winning these close games. You know, I say, how do you get confidence without getting caught, you know, before you start winning games? And now they're winning games. So now they've got that confidence. You know, the Ohio State game a game that they lose probably middle of the year. And for sure, the last couple of years, uh, they don't get stops down the stretch. They don't make make big plays down the stretch. And they were able to do that.
1: What stood out most about that win? Because it did feel like, Sean, they stole victory from the Jaws of Defeat there.
0: Yeah, you know, we're seeing a recurring theme here of defense. And I thought Michigan and Wisconsin were 40 minutes of defense. And then you look at Ohio State, you hold them scoreless for the last several minutes of that game. And that's what gets it done, especially on the road. Uh, they're getting after it. You know, it's fun to watch. It's They're not doing anything crazy or anything, you know, that you're looking at and saying, well, this is why it is. They're just getting into guys. They're not giving up free open looks. They're making everything difficult. Uh, and, and, you know, defensively, they're closing out games right now. And, and I think that's been really impressive with this group is how how much they've gotten after on the defensive end.
1: It didn't feel like Io needed much to get adjusted back to the game. What did you see from him?
0: Yeah, I mean, incredible. You, you talk about taking – well, 10 days off or two weeks off, whatever it was. And, and what was he able to do even physically in that time? A lot of times you're going through a concussion protocol, it's very limited steps and what you're even allowed to do leading up to it. So for the, him to be able to knock down jump shots, uh, you know, to have that timing, uh, you know, that's the impressive part. Obviously, you know, getting into the lane, finishing around the basket, those are things that, uh, you know, he's special and he can do those things, but to have the timing, Yep. And the rhythm with his legs uh, to knock down jumpers and, and to look really smooth doing it, I, I thought that was impressive with having the layoff that he did and still have that.
1: I mean, that was one of the greatest regular season weeks of Illinois basketball history we've ever seen, right? I mean, three straight top 25 road wins. And to win mm-hmm. at Wisconsin and at Michigan without Io, uh, we wondered, could this be a good thing for them long term and you saw Andre Curbelo elevate his game. Demonte Williams elevate his game. Trent Frazier had one of his best games of his career uh, at Michigan. What do you think the impact of that was and what did you see out of them in those few games?
0: Yeah, I think we talked about having confidence in I.O. closing games. They got some confidence in we can close the game without him as well. So uh, you, you hope it's foul trouble and not an injury, you know, that, that would prevent him from playing here future. But He could get in foul trouble coming up. You know, he he could tweak something, and now you got to play a stretch without him. uh, So now they have confidence that we can close out a game on the road against the top 25 team without him. Uh, You know, that's what it is. Obviously, uh, you know, you want him out there. (laughs) He's an incredible player. Uh, But to give this team some confidence to say, hey, he gets in some foul trouble or he's not out there, you know, we, we can still extend the lead, right? We can maybe grow a lead. We can maybe finish a ball game or a half when he's not in there. And, and that'll help them out a lot. And, uh, you know, obviously one and done now the rest of the way, but at Big Ten tournament and NCAA tournament. So just to have that mentality, if something doesn't go right in the middle of the game, to have that confidence, like, hey, we're going to turn it around. We can close this thing out no matter what's thrown our direction.
1: Do you have a comp for Andre Curbelo? Like, have you seen anybody that plays like him?
0: Uh, the, the one that pops in my head – is Jay Williams, uh, you know, and J- Jason Williams, you yeah. know, uh, Sacramento Kings and, and Florida Gator Jay Williams. So uh, just the, just because of the way he handles the ball, you know, I, I think you see those mixtapes of Jason Williams uh, feeding, you know, uh, all those Kings teams and, and coming down the floor and, and you know, behind the back. And, and those are things you just look for Cabela to do in the middle of a game. You expect it almost. So I think the way that he plays just loose and free, um, you know, if he makes a mistake, he's going to come back and do – you know, another great play. If he makes a great play, he's going to look to do another great play. So he, he just doesn't lack confidence. He doesn't get down. Uh, but he has that, that, that flair and maybe that style that you just, uh, you see in and one mixtapes maybe instead of out on, on the floor. And I think we saw that at Jason Williams and you see how the Cabello, it's you know, how did he make that pass or, you know, he's stumbling on the floor and still finds the man, uh, you know, going to the basket. So he, he's fun to watch right now.
1: What, what does his emergence, Sean, do for this team?
0: Well, this year it gives you obviously another playmaker down the stretch. You know, you're looking short-term, but I think long-term feel really good about their future. You know, you, you've got a guy that the ball can be in their hands. And, you know, you know I, I'll admit right now, I was one that was saying, thank goodness Io and Kofi came back early in the season. Because what would this team be without those two guys? And now you're kind of seeing, hey, they're going to be okay, probably without those two guys. And, uh, you know, does Kofi come back? You know, let's not worry about that right now, but <laughs> – uh, you know, you're seeing that, you know, Corbello is a guy that can have the ball in his hands, can make plays, can go and get you 20, but can also get you 10 assists. You know, Adam Miller is a guy that we're seeing him start to develop now. He's not just a three-point shooter. I love when half his shots come from inside the arc, you know, be dynamic, use that shot fake mid-range, get to the basket, use his strength. So I think out of those two guys, you know, that helps him right now. There's another go-to score, but it also makes you feel pretty good about where the program is headed That We've got some guys lined up here that continue this and kind of carry the torch, if you will, after Io passes it off.
1: Sean, most of us who watch it just see the finished product, right? We see what the players, what plays they make, when they make them. But there's a whole schematic thing going on behind the scenes with with the coaching staff. What have you seen from them that has really helped this 11 wins and 12-game stretch?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the confidence on the defensive end has been one. Um, I said, I I have not seen probably 80 minutes of basketball. When you look at Wisconsin and Michigan, that intensity on the defensive end. Um, So definitely there, the way that they're getting them to play on that defensive end with that effort and that energy. And I think offensively, they're really finding everybody's roles and they've done a really good job of using Kofi, obviously posting up that's where you want them but feeding them from the top of the key. And I think that's so big with him is because that's that's where you can't have help now. Mm-hmm. You, you don't focus on those weak side defenses coming over. If you can feed Kofi from the top of the key, it forces you to either front or play behind. If you play behind, he's going to bury him. If you front, you're going to throw over the top, and there's no weak side help there because it's just the baseline. And so then you start seeing guys from the corner potentially creeping in, and that's when you can get some of those skip passes to open shots in the corner or guys now can drive baseline and Kofi's got that big buried inside and there's no help there as a rim protector. So I think utilizing Kofi, it's one thing to say, get him the basketball. That's obvious, right? Get him the basketball, but how do you get them the basketball? And they're doing a really good job right now, feeding him from the top of the key, but also then letting him set some ball screens at top and then diving. So now that big has to either hold for a second and get back or the big stays back. And now that guard has free reign kind of at the top because there's no big helping. So Uh, I think that's the obvious thing, get Kofi the ball, but how they're getting him the ball has really helped this offense here as of late.
1: From the outside, Sean, it also feels like Brad is pushing the right buttons when it comes to motivation. And I I know we've spent a lot of time talking about the Michigan thing, right? Like they're ducking or whatever. Feels like Brad used that, right, to really motivate his team. And now the whole Big Ten championship thing, uh, I think it gives him motivation going into the Big Ten tournament. How much does that stuff matter? Like when a coach pushes buttons, because even early in the season, right, he said um, Luca Garza is the best player in the country. And then Io just elevated his game. It seems like that stuff has has mattered for this team.
0: For sure. Yeah. And that that's where the coach really comes into play is, can you push the buttons of your players individually? You know, how do you get the most out of them individually? Um, and then also as a team. Yeah. What's that motivation out there? And, uh, you know, right now, it's when the big 10 let's prove you're the best big 10 team and, and, and there's the controversy out there right now is is it a share you know is it outright um you know did you get cheated out of a, out of a title a little bit and, um you know I really felt that way uh, relating back to my senior year and it was Wisconsin wins the Big Ten. We lose by one game. It's the second-to-last game up at their place, and we lose on a, on a free throw by Devin Harris. Uh, not that I remember all the details. It doesn't stick in my head 17 years later that we lost by one point for a Big Ten championship. But we really believed that year we were the best team. And, you know, this happened. Obviously, COVID's a whole other animal. But th- because there's so many teams in the Big Ten – there's unbalanced schedules, and that year was an unbalanced schedule. We had a more difficult schedule than Wisconsin, and we lost by one game in the standings. So we really felt if they had the schedule we had, they would have dropped another game. We might have not have lost their game. We would have been the outright champs. So we took that to the Big Ten. We said we're going to prove here now that we are the best team in the Big Ten. So it's a similar situation this year. You know, it's it's unfortunate, right? Things happen. You wish Michigan would have played all their games. Yeah. It's possible Michigan would have won them all. You look at who it was. It was home against Indiana. They're really struggling at Northwestern at Penn state, probably games, Michigan wins, but you never know. Right. Right. And so that's the frustrating thing. So if they had played all those games and won all three of them, which is not a stretch, they would be the outright big 10 championship. But for them to drop one of those games is a very good possibility. The way this season has gone. And at least you get a share that way. So, uh, you know, carry that into the big 10 tournament a little bit and, and, Hey, it's winner take all now. Kind of prove that you are the best team. You're the last one standing.
1: Yeah. And it does feel like there, there's a chip on the shoulder of like Illini supporters right now. And, and I think it's going to come out again tomorrow uh, or Tuesday, Sean, is uh, the national or the Big Ten Player of the Year is announced. And I think it's going to be Luka Garza. I, I do. And he's deserving of it. Um, but Io is too. And, and maybe missing some games hurts him. But what do you think? Like these are two of the best players the big 10 has had in a, a yeah. while here. Like how, how do you make that decision? I'm glad I didn't have to vote in it this year.
0: And, and both players have a really strong case and whoever gets it deserves it. No one is slighted. It's just unfortunate that these two collided at the exact same time. Cause it's a no brainer any other year. If I'm voting, I am always a true believer that team success also has a factor in individual awards. And this year, nobody on Michigan is deserved of the player of the year. So you kind of look at who are those next teams. And, and so we've got two candidates here that it's obvious. It's, it's one or the other. So it's, it's head-to-head, Illinois won the matchup. Standings-wise, Illinois won the matchup. You start to look at statistics, you can break it down all day. Obviously Garza's got the rebounds, Isles got the assists, right? Isles got the steals, Garza you know, has a little bit of the points. So. You're starting to look at, you know, all the little stats. It's not that different. Right. So then I'm also going to look at is did Io close out games almost all the time? Yes, he did. So when I start looking at it, Garza is just as important to Iowa as Io is to Illinois. But I want a player that's going to make plays clutch at the end of games and did his team finish ahead of the standings. We're nitpicking. They yep. both deserve it, but those are my two factors that would separate it, and I would say his team did better, and he had the ball in his hands late in game situations and came through in the clutch every time, and I can't think of a time this year that he didn't come through in the clutch in a loss, where they. so you're starting to pile that up. It was three, four, five times you know, in Big Ten games where he had the ball, and they won, and to me, that's the deciding factor, but Garza wins it. He deserves it because his numbers are absolutely off the charts as well.
1: Yeah. I feel like I could make the metrics argument for Luca Garza and I I see him and I love the progression he's made. It's all hard work for Luca Garza, but if you want to go like the anecdotal stuff and and, and back it up with good numbers as well, uh, I think they're both winning arguments. So that's why it's very, very difficult to do this. All right. Going into the big 10 tournament, those two teams are as hot as any Purdue is as well uh, going into this Uh, and Illinois. Iowa could rematch here on Saturday. Just how do you look at Illinois' path here to a, a potential Big Ten tournament?
0: Yeah, I, obviously you like it. You know, it, it's one of those Iowa. It'd be a great matchup. You know, Reese camps, a huge question mark, right? Well, what what's the deal with his situation there? Um, I think he's their most dynamic wing. Yeah. You know, when you really look at it, he can do things that Bohannon can't. He can do things that the McCaffreys can't. Um, you know, he he does things that Frederick can't do. So I he's the one piece there that that hurts Iowa if he's not playing. So, um, you know, I, I, haven't heard anything, but obviously NCAA tournaments probably more important for Iowa. If they can rest him, they get him healthy for that. I, I hope he's able to play just because you never want to wish, you know, any kind of injuries on players. And uh, you know, Iowa has a chance to make a deep run if, if he's there. Uh, so just kind of looking at that is, uh, you know, if that's who they would play uh, in the semis, if they're not full strength, you kind of like where, where Illinois is in that matchup. You have a guy in Kofi that can neutralize Garza a little bit on the inside. Obviously, you get in the trouble when he picks and pops. When he steps out and knocks down threes, it's tough for Kofi sometimes to get out there and guard that. But you have the physical body to match up against Garza in there. Uh, and then the way that they've been playing on the perimeter lock locking up teams, you know, I, I like them getting to their guards to contest threes. Uh, and I think all eyes point to an Illinois-Michigan matchup. I think it's what everybody wants to see. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it'd be great, you know, drama for TV. It's, it is the two best teams in the Big Ten. They've proven that. Um, you know, Michigan had a couple stretches in there, too, that were very impressive when they came off the COVID pause. Um, you know, going to Wisconsin, going to Ohio State. Uh, I think Iowa at home was thrown in there as well in that little mix. So, I mean, really, really impressive on their end, too. It's the two best teams. You'd love to see them play again on a neutral court and, and kind of lay it all on the line there for a Big Ten championship.
1: Sean, you've been a part of some big, good teams getting into the postseason and making runs into the second weekend uh, of the NCAA tournament. Um, how do you feel this team's entering that, their their mind space, and just the talent and the cohesion they have?
0: Uh, they're playing as good as anybody in the country right now. It's the perfect time to head into an NCAA tournament. Uh, they're playing well. Um, you know, it's – we talk about it all the time. It's all about matchups, you know, and it's, and it's who you draw. Uh, is there a team out there that can give you problems? Uh, maybe they fixed it after the Michigan State game, but obviously a physical team, they didn't respond very well in that game. So a physical team out there, could they pop them in the mouth a little bit and, and not like it, and, and that could give them problems. They struggle with a versatile five-man, you know, a Liddell-type player where – you know, they can step out, knock down shots, and, and stretch the defense. So is there a team out there that has a player like that that can that give, give you fits? But overall, before you know the matchups, before you see it, this team is playing as good as anybody. You've got two go-to players. You feel like you can go to an I.O. on the perimeter. you got Kofi on the inside. It's a tough matchup. Uh, you really have to focus in on one of those guys. You can't take them both out in the same uh, scouting report. You really have to mix it up and take one out and let the other one kind of run free a little bit. Uh, so I, I like their dynamic. They're guarding. They can score. Uh, you got to win six games. You got to be able to score the basketball. They can do that. And then you have to be able to lock up. When you have that that little segment, you're going to struggle scoring at times. It happens in an NCAA tournament. Can you get through that struggle with your defense? And and they've proven that they can do that right now. So I like it. I, I, I you know you feel good that they can make an elite eight final four type run. They they they've got they've got all the horses to do that.
1: Sean, I want you to take off like your unbiased analyst hat here and put on your alumni hat. What's this been like for you to watch?
0: It's, it's a lot of fun. And you know, when, when you play at the university, you have a pride in university, right? And so you want to see the team do well, but you know, I, I was very fortunate. I got to play there and coach there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love the fan base. And so like, I love the community, like the Champaign Urbana community is, is a wonderful place in they love their basketball. And so like, I feel good for them. You know what I mean? Like I feel good. You know, like you never have the feeling you do as a player, you know, watching the game you're excited for them, but the, the highs of a player can never, can never be touched. So, you know, it's, it's fun to watch the team, but I find joy in, you know, this community deserves it. And, you know, there's a lot of good people in the area uh, that, that, that really, you know, bleed orange and blue. And so, I, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun. I know a lot of people are excited. I get text messages, calls, you know, uh, Facebooks, whatever it is, that people are just excited and happy to watch this team. And, and that feels good for, for that community in Champaign.
1: So when uh, the NCAA tournament obviously is going to be very different this year, though 20% fans potentially here. Um what What is different when you step on that court, even if you're a one against a 16 or really when you get to, which we think they're going to get to the second weekend, Sean, where it's you're going up against maybe it's West Virginia or Florida State or some team like that. How is that different than, say, what they're playing right now, even against number two, Michigan?
0: Yeah, and I don't even know how to explain it. It's a feeling. It is a different feeling when you step on that court. I don't know if it's because of, uh, you know, the blue that they have around the outside and every, you know, but there's a feeling that, you know, this is the NCA tournament. And um, it'll be interesting to see how is that this year, obviously with it all being kind of in a few locations there in Indy, limited fans, you know, so it's going to have a different vibe. It's going to have a different kind of feel to it. But I I, I guess magical maybe is kind of the, like, I, I don't know how to describe, but you step on the court, you know, it's the NCA tournament. It's different than any other game um you know a few games have that throughout the year the, the bragging rights is one of those it just has a different feel because of that atmosphere um but a Big Ten game is a Big Ten game you know a road game's a road game you get really comfortable at home but when you step on the court for an NCA game it has a different feeling to it you know how do you adjust to that how do you let some of those nerves set in and sometimes you know the majority of the time I, I got nervous before every game, yeah. you know, every single game you get nervous and it, it a big game. It maybe stays with you until tip or maybe even the first possession or two most games, it's gone by those final warmups that you're taking. You're just ready to go. But a big time game with a lot right now, you feel that into the tip and the NCA that lingers a little bit. And then when that crowd that that's a neutral crowd starts kind of cheering for one team or the other, or you feel an upset kind of coming on, there's a buzz in the air that's different in the NCA tournament and you have to experience it to really feel it. And uh, you know, the, and that's the one thing with this team we, we talked about, they have not been there. They have not experienced it. Um, so maybe this setup is good for this team because it may feel different and it feels different to everybody. So yeah. nobody played in it last year. So you're going to have, it's going to be hard to find teams. that have a lot of guys. They have a lot of NCA experience because now we're two years removed from anyone being in it. But nobody's played in this atmosphere before so nobody has an advantage in a team like Illinois who has no players on the roster that have played in it maybe it's a little bit of an an advantage that they don't have to go through the feelings that somebody else already has experienced in the previous years
1: yeah like I was about to bring that up Sean none of these guys have played in the NCAA tournament even though they deserved it last year but like don't you still have like a confidence because i is on the team like you just assume we just assume he's not human when it comes to these kind of things and that he just steps up in the biggest moments and that given everything he's had to this point he's going to have more
0: yeah you you would think and you know that that's why players are special and 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 the really good ones show up every night and and you know that that's just what happens and uh you know your big 10 players of the year they show up every night your first team all americans they show up every night, and it doesn't matter if it's home or away. It doesn't matter if it's Big Ten Tournament. It doesn't matter if it's NCA. They're going to find a way to get the stats that they get. You know, Io has that making. He's, play, he's shown it all year. You expect him to come out and, and really play with confidence as well. And, and
1: obviously, it takes a team, Sean. And this is my last question for you: um, to to get here and to be this good, and this team isn't nearly as good without Kofi in the middle and all the attention he draws. But you've played with some of the greats: Frank Williams, Brian Cook, D. Brown, Darren Williams. Um, this individual season is this the best Illinois individual season you've seen from Iodisuma? It
0: might be. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, that's hard. We're talking about different generations, right? Um, yeah, I, you know, I played with Frank and Frank was electric. I mean, it it was just, uh, you know, it was, it was another level and, and, you know, he did things that we, we, we didn't see before. And, um, you know, just, just YouTube, the Frank Williams show Iowa game. And, you know, right then and there, you're going to see four or five plays, uh, not disrespecting IO, but he hasn't done it yet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're going to see three or four or five plays in that game alone that we have not seen. So, uh, you know, Iowa's up there. He is up there with the Illini greats. It's really difficult to say, is this the best individual season? Cause like I said, I, I played with one of the best in Frank and, and I would put him up there with anybody. Uh, and like I said, have some fun and go YouTube for the people that haven't seen the Frank Williams show against Iowa. And you're going to see plays in there that you've never seen uh, made on the basketball court. And um, so, I mean, he was special and obviously yeah. D and Darren were special players. They were freshmen my senior year. Right. So we, we hadn't seen the best of them. Um, you know, but, but, you know, I, I was, you know, loved playing with Frank and Corey Bradford. And I'm thinking I'm finally going to get a little break in practice. I don't have to guard all Americans. And then coach self brings in D and, and, and uh, Darren. So I have to guard those guys. So, uh, was it, Frank
1: the toughest So Be honest. Was Frank the toughest? <laughs> all the time,
0: all the time. Cause whenever he wanted to, he just did whatever he wanted to do. And, and, and that's, that's the difference there is, uh, you know, Frank could take over a game defensively. He could take a game over passing the basketball. He could take the game over scoring the basketball. I can do that as well. And so that's when you start comparing the two, it's it's hard to say you know, who who had a better individual season because Frank's was special. Yeah,
1: and I think uh, they're both going to end up first-round picks in the NBA draft after their junior season. Yeah. So uh, definitely a good comparison there. Uh, Sean, man, it's March Madness. We're going to have it this year. Hopefully it goes all well. Uh, but, man, it is so exciting. So great to catch up with you. Thanks for the time, man.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on.
1: Great stuff, as always, from former Illini Sean Harrington. And I always get a little jealous of him uh, because he moved down to Florida. And uh, I'm not as jealous today with... You know, great spring weather here in Illinois, at least for a little bit. But uh, he was outside with the trees and the sunshine and 70-something degrees in Florida. But uh, he's a smart man uh, moving down there. But great insight, as always. I really loved uh, the insight of him as a player, getting ready for the NCAA tournament, and just what that's going to be like for these guys who have never played uh, in an NCAA tournament. It's crazy that I would assume it was first game in an NCAA tournament, or Trent Frazier's First game, Demonte Williams' first game in NCAA tournament is just two weeks away, and uh, it took them this long to get there. It's it's pretty crazy. Of course, you know history here with the pandemic wiping out an NCAA tournament but uh, crazy nonetheless thank you to Sean for his time we always appreciate that we're going to have more preview content more basketball talk here on the podcast as we get you ready for March Madness and it is just around the corner and check out daily our uh, content at linequire.com. we'll have some recruiting content both basketball and football coming up as well and uh, get you ready for the Big Ten tournament I know Derek's got a big piece on Io DeSumo coming up as well thank you for listening to the Inquire podcast if you don't subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We appreciate when you do that. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Online Inquire podcast.